Hello, this is Sparkles of Gold with uh, Parking Lot Predictions number one inaugural podcast. A short podcast where a special guest and I remotely answer a question or a theme. Um, and we're actually in a parking lot. So uh, today's guest is... Hey, I'm Gray Crawford, and I'm here at the uh, Olympia Food Cooperative with uh, Nicholas. Guess it, um, fitting, you know, just going grocery shopping and um, unexpectedly ended up on a podcast. It goes with the full moon, though. It's um, squaring Uranus, so this is pretty apropos, I'd, I'd say. Yes, uh, now that you said that, that it's on the fly. And um, last night I did a live stream, help Rick Levine with a live stream out, and he said the same thing in the beginning. He's like, what astrologer would try to do something on the fly? With Uranus involved, you know, Uranus square sun and this full moon. So, uh, Gray, you're on point. Okay, so, really quick here, we're, let's just talk about this weekend and the full moon. We don't have to go too far. And uh, some quick thoughts. So, uh, I will say right now, this is Saturday night. Uh, we are on a, the moon's in, Leo. We're um, waxing towards the exact full moon. Gray, you probably know the time exactly tomorrow. I can't remember. I don't know. He don't remember either. It doesn't matter because it's <laughs> happening. And um, the other thing is, is today, on Saturday, we have a, a Mars-Venus exact square that's happened, too, that's pretty much uh, there and with this full moon. So, Gray, some thoughts? On Venus-Mars square? Yeah, that's a, a big aspect of this. It happened today, like the day before the full moon, but as the moon's waxing towards fullness, yeah, it's, it makes it very much part of it. Uh, the Venus-Mars cycle is always huge, and especially this one, since Mars has um, recently gone direct, it's starting to pick up speed, and then we have this exalted Venus squaring it. So this could show up in all kinds of different ways. Um, some people might be having conflict in relationships. Some people might be having a lot of passion in a good way um, in relationship. But whatever, it could be one of those extremes for sure, or maybe just... Um, a lot of creativity and excited about creativity or maybe you're frustrated about something instead of being excited about creativity but whatever it is because we're at this key juncture of their cycle it's good just to be paying attention to, you know what does this show about your values um, your needs and desires in relationship you know what what's up for you right now how are things shifting and changing and it's you know it's it's illuminated it's it's much bigger um it should be really obvious because of the full moon happening at the same time yeah i think i think with the transits like this mars venus and then sun uranus and then this this full moon that basically is uranus at the one of the focal points of all this it, there is a thing about an outwardness to me and an expression coming from from the different planetary signatures uh, whether something's hidden or not whether something came up during several days ago or when the moon in cancer hit 28 29 degrees and was opposite pluto i think it kind of started off something and everything started coming out in the open i think and so this mars venus thing and then um uh, the full moon, I just think, has an expressive quality in general to it. So, okay, we're at the we're at Leo we're Leo full moon here. So, I mean, we I know you. By the way, Gray, you wrote uh, an amazing uh, Leo full moon piece on your blog for oh, those you. for those who can go to Gray's website and check that out. But um, let's not think about what you wrote. 
-hmm. But let's think right now, quickly, off, quickly, off, uh, 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 off the top of your head. Leo Full Moon. Yeah, like you said, it's very expressive, very dynamic. I think it's great for, um, especially after all the retrogrades we've been through, just getting really active, putting yourself out there, um, doing something exciting, being yeah, getting your creativity going, and you know, really focused on um, generating something for the the months ahead. Um, the other piece of it is because it's squaring Uranus and opposing Saturn, it's really sort of like the grand finale of the Saturn-Uranus square that's been going on for years at this point. And so that's another thing that's really being illuminated, I think, is just thinking back. I mean, everything that's happened, I think most, I think you and I are in this, this situation where our life has, you know, completely changed and we would never even have thought where we'd be right now you know back at the beginning of 2021 and that's the case with a lot of people so um yeah there's there could be new events like the final installment of whatever that story is for you could be showing up right now but um i think that illumination of the full moon also you know just looking back and and realizing even if it's been difficult which it probably has been for many people listening um really difficult and scary at times but you know, at the same time, it's probably really shooken stuff loose. And, um, you know, just thinking about there, there's probably something exciting and, and a new direction that's being opened up now as a result of that. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned like a year ago, like in your life, my life, I definitely, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I'll be straight up. I have a 15 degree Taurus ascendant. I have my nodes, it's 16 degrees, 17 degrees fixed, so this full moon's huge for me. Um, and then also, some thoughts here, we got, a, we got an eclipse that's going to happen in May that's at 14 degrees, Scorpio, uh, that I think personally is connected to this, this lunation. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think here there's this thing where Uranus is like in the middle of, of this, right? Because it's squaring the sun and the moon and, and it's almost like plays puppet master, I think, in a way. Like it kind of it's it's setting off the sun and it's setting off the, the Leo moon, you know, and I and I think here whether there's some sort of either it might seem like a forced expression from oneself or from, uh, let's say, outside of oneself that they're catching some surprising conversation or, or uh, surprise expression of one's uh, personal needs you know it can hit in a creative way like we're, what we relate the leo um, uh, moon to in a sense but if we have a balanced leo moon i think here the the conduit and the dialed in creativity that leo moon has and then the want and need to share it uh that generosity of the creativity i think when it's on balance it can become a an, an intense dark ego story but I don't want to diss on the Leo moons. I got plenty of them in my life. But I, I just do know that there is, there is, we're not going back. And, and I think part of this expression and manifestation with the moon is another stage of like, here's the past, but we're moving forward. And, um, and I also will bring up an interesting 48 hours that happens pretty much from late uh february 14th to 16th or whatever because we have we have a venus uh neptune conjunction at pisces and we right after that we, it's almost same time we have a sun saturn and aquarius thing too and we're, we're talking about certain transits here that are connected to the full moon uh anyway okay so rambling here gray you did this on the fly you didn't you shook your head at me when i pulled out my device um all right now 
before we leave, get off. What is your, let's just say it. We're not, don't explain it. We're going to leave them in mystery. Okay. What's your favorite transit this year? Um, this is the actual parking lot prediction moment of this podcast. My, are you saying what I'm looking the most forward to? Whatever. Or one, um, one transit, one aspect, one thing. We're not going to talk about it. Just say it. Well, if you're saying about my, I'm going to say Saturn and Pisces. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Me? It's going to be the ingress of Jupiter into Taurus. Yeah, I, I, I was actually honestly going to say Jupiter and Taurus, and then I was like, you know, I'm about to give a talk on Saturn and Pisces, and it's going to be in my midheaven, so I got to I got to roll with Saturn. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna diss him. Yeah, no, don't don't ever don't ever diss Saturn, by the way. Um, and you you mentioned your Saturn and Pisces lecture you're going to do for the Washington State Astrological Association, which is upcoming here on February. 9th, 9th, 7.30 Pacific. Um, And this is actually going to be done in person and streamed live on YouTube. It's a paid gig, so I forget how much it is. Uh, If you're interested in in going and watching uh, this lecture, which will be simulcast, go to the Washington Washington State Astrological Association website. Gray will have some links on his on his bio and his website or whatever. Yeah, okay. I'll have the recording, I think, afterwards for sale. And I think I'm going to get it to you so you could also come get it for me but probably eventually if you miss out on it but yeah, I, yeah it's only like maybe 10 bucks i think or maybe yeah yeah it, it's like that. not that much and it's worth yeah. it great, great you're totally worth it it should be a hundred dollar lecture yeah. each person should be a hundred dollars for your knowledge dude plus it's you know, <laughs> saturn and pisces so you gotta honor honor chronos yes 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 and let's end it that way we're honoring chronos now by doing this it, is it saturday yes. yeah today's saturday yeah, Crone. Oh man, here's some of the last Saturdays until Saturn leaves Aquarius, huh? So, anyway, um, thanks for joining me on this impromptu parking lot predictions podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, everybody. <laughs> I'll see you later.